seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, hello, Seeker. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. So yes, my voice is not one hundy. I have been sick. You guys have been hearing. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been sharing a little bit of the journey. It's been a long journey. My voice is one of the last things to come back, which has been torture. Um, if you're listening to this in real time, I didn't put out an, a second episode last week and it was so hard because there's so many things I want to say, I want to share, I want to help with, and to not be able to physically speak was actually very strange for me, um, especially because it's such a big way that I express myself. So I am ready to do this episode, but just bear with me as my voice is here and there. This episode may be a little bit shorter but there's a lot that wants to come forward and I'm really excited to share today. So welcome back to the show. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy. If you're new to the show, welcome. This isn't the way my voice always sounds. (laughs) Welcome. I am so grateful that you are here On this show, we talk all about manifestation, but the something more behind manifestation because you are here to manifest incredible things, to create the abundance, to create the freedom, to create the community and the health and the vitality that you crave. And in that, it goes above and beyond just your typical law of attraction practices. And I've had a lot of insights on why most manifestation doesn't work for people and what most people are teaching it and how they're teaching it sort of quote unquote wrong. That's not usually something I say. I'm not here to, you know, throw other people under the bus or any other teachers, you know, everybody's doing an incre- having an incredible message and different people have different audiences and different things that work for them. However, I do notice that there are some things that are typically taught in manifestation that lead us to this place that is not really what we're looking for. So if you're here, chances are you're an old soul. You're probably an empath. Chances are you have spent a life where you haven't always felt like you fit in. You've been through a lot in your life, most likely highly sensitive, just feeling like you don't totally belong And in that, there's been programming that's happened and there's been wounds that have happened and beliefs about yourself being worthy or unworthy, abandonment wounds, different things, right? All that light stuff. So why I'm saying this is because manifestation in my eyes, my job here as a mentor, as an intuitive, as a channel is to actually help you to create the life, not only with the money and the things that you want, which you get to have that, but also the life that is fulfilling, 
the life that you feel in purpose, where you feel sort of quote unquote in control in a good way, feel in control of your experience, feel in your power, feel confident in your skin. And in that energy, you naturally magnetize and manifest what is here for you. So we talk a lot about manifestation. We talk a lot about law of attraction because those things are true and the law of attraction is real. It's always happening. But I also talk about healing and I also talk about moving through the blocks that you've experienced and that you do experience. We also talk a lot here about developing your intuition, developing your connection to your spirit team, to your soul, to your higher purpose. All of this comes in to allow you to the title of the episode, become who you've always been, which is a natural manifester. And I'm going to talk deeper about that and everything that that means, but I just wanted to welcome you to the show. This is the manifestation and something more show. <laughs> I, I always am talking about the something more. And this is the part I just want to say quickly about traditional manifestation practices. Traditional manifestation the old school way of manifesting, even like what the secret talks about, it's a lot about putting out, you know, these thoughts about money, about your body, about finding love, and then it will manifest. And that's great. A lot of people are talking about what to do, the journal prompts, the mantras, these special tricky hacks and all this stuff. It's great and it's fine. But if you don't have the inner world to back it up, it's not going to work. So I was doing money manifestation practices forever, not bringing in more money. I was doing losing weight practices forever, like manifestation practices to lose weight. Nothing was working. Nothing was happening because I wasn't also nurturing my inner world. But then when I started leaning deeper into generating my own peace, my own joy, self-care, self-love, intuition, healing, these are the places that my manifestations actually these are the places that I visited and went through the work that the manifestation started actually surging. And it wasn't because of a new money mantra. It was because I started seeing the worth in myself. Do you feel that? So manifesting money isn't just about saying a certain thing or doing a certain thing under the full moon. All those things are great. And I'm a big fan of the full moon. Of course, I love the moon, but we need to be nurturing our inner world as well. And also clearing what we are not, clearing those things that we've been experiencing and that we have experienced in our life, these looping patterns we experience. It's really getting to the bottom of that and going, what is with that? And, and, and healing it bringing a new energy to these aspects of ourselves and of our life. So I know that until I started healing, say the fact that I was bullied several times about my body and I didn't love my body, it's still a journey I'm going through. I share that on the show. It wasn't until I started healing that that I could actually even see any progress in my body. Because until that point, my subconscious mind believed that I was gross, that I was fat, that I wasn't enough, that if I was skinny, I would be loved more, I'd be appreciated more, I'd be you know, respected more or whatever else. It usually comes back to love. But so when my subconscious mind believed that I wasn't good enough, my external reality will always match the subconscious mind. And this is like a doozy right here. If you've never heard this before, 
Your outer reality matches your subconscious mind. If you want to know what's going on in your subconscious mind in regards to relationships or your body or money, look at your physical reality. And this is why we need to do a little bit deeper work than just mantras and things like that. This is why in my program Activated, we go through deep healing. We go through, you know, activating who you truly are, your soul's essence, your core values, your whole whole authentic self, and then healing what you are not, clearing the channel. Because manifestation is really more about clearing the resistance than it is about trying to go out and get a bunch of stuff. So one of the reasons why I find traditional manifestation practices don't really work as much as we want them to work is often we are neglecting our inner world to get something on the outside. We're not looking at generating inner peace or inner empathy and compassion for ourselves, healing, self-care, right? All these things. We're just looking to do a bunch of stuff to get a bunch of stuff. And that doesn't work. It doesn't work for people like us that are highly sensitive and empaths, but the energy of manifestation is changing. I've been talking about that. There's even a podcast episode, maybe about 10 ago called manifestation is changing and the, you know, the cosmos, the evolution of humans, they're asking us to go deeper. They're asking us to go bigger. The evolution is happening and it's no longer about just the physical plane and just saying some things and hoping it comes in. It's a journey of energy. It's a journey of healing. It's a journey of becoming everything that you've always been. And that's what I'm all about. So on this show, we weave in law of attraction practices, fun, you know, mantras and, and hacks and things that I do to manifest all the time. I'm always sharing that stuff, but I'm also marinating it (laughs) in a foundation of loving yourself, of knowing who you are, of stepping into your power, of generating that worthiness that deep down is what you already are, but chances are you've just learned things that have made you feel unworthy, whether it's trauma or you know, comparing yourself to others, comparing yourself to the media, the way your parents were, whether they were amazing parents or maybe you suffered abandonment or whatever else. All of these things show us that we are unworthy or that we're not good enough, right? And we all have different flavors of not good enough, not ungood enough. (laughs) Uh, We all have different flavors of not good enough. And that's what we need to be nurturing and healing as we go about the manifestation journey. So welcome to the show. Super excited you're here. Before we dive in, I want to let you know about the real-time stuff coming up because I am so excited. Okay, so first coming up is my free event, Manifest Now. The links for everything is below. This is a Zoom workshop. There's two different ones to choose from. It's the same workshop, two different times. So you can choose a day and time that works best for you. And in Manifest Now, I am sharing the entire manifestation process. I'm sharing exactly what I teach in Activated, my signature program that is also launching really soon. I'll get to that in a second. In Manifest Now, we're going to be going through everything from beginning to end. And this has been a workshop that even just for a free workshop has changed people's lives. I've had incredible feedback about it, saying it was so powerful, saying they saw things in a new way. They saw more what was blocking them. They started learning more about what they can do to unblock themselves and to manifest what they want. Incredible results from this workshop. I'm really, really excited. 
So if that interests you and you want to join me on a free Zoom, a free workshop, definitely hit up the link below, choose the time and date that works best for you. And I can't wait to see you there. Manifest Now, free event, so exciting. Next up is Activated. So this is my signature program. This is my baby. This is the one that takes all my genius and puts it out into an eight-week program. I am so proud of this program. The materials, the way it's laid out, the support, the community it creates, it is seriously really exciting, really powerful, and really, really important in this time. So in this program, I'm talking about everything I just talked about as I was introing manifestation. So a lot of this program is manifestation, manifestation tools and practices and rituals, endless tools to add to your toolbox, quantum manifestation. We get into so many beautiful, powerful tools that I personally use all the things that have made the difference, all of the things that help me break through a plateau that help me really anchor into that higher energy and actually manifest. This is in this program. And at the beginning of the program, we actually start in a very foundational place, which is all about this that I'm talking about today, becoming who you've always been. So we start out by activating that truest part of you, that whole authentic part of you, the you before you were given these beliefs about not being good enough or given these insecurities or fell into these patterns or the shame or the guilt or the trauma or whatever else, we're activating who you truly are, your core values, all sorts of beautiful um, tools here to really activate your essence so that as you go forward, you know when you're manifesting from a place of authenticity or when you're manifesting from ego, you also will know as things come to you, whether it's jobs or partners or whatever else, you will know if it's right and authentic for you. This is like illuminating the path by giving you permission to be who you truly are and knowing from that place that is where you actually manifest. Because this version of you, this whole part of you is absolutely magnetic and we need to really bring her to light and have you get to know her or him or them on a deeper level and really activate them. Then we move into inner child healing. We talk about what happens when we're a child and the things we've learned and how these imprints under the age of seven are solidified into our subconscious mind. So we start to see what is in our subconscious mind and of course, how to heal it. We go on some deep journeys of healing through different deep um, subconscious reprogramming tracks and the trainings. We also go into inner teenager healing, which I've never seen anyone else teach is so powerful for myself because a lot of shit happened in my teenage years that I needed to heal from. So in the course it's it. We have these trainings and the workbooks and the activations and the meditations and the journeys. They're all released on a Monday. And then you have a bunch of days to dive into them. And then we have a call on Thursday. And so by the time Thursday comes, most people have done the material or at least started to starting to dive in. And then I can go more in depth. I can offer personal guidance. You can ask your questions, clarity. I go deeper into the material. So I really love this format because it's kind of do it yourself, but then you're met with support in this call that we have once a week as well. 
And I just love that. So after the healing, we go into conscious and subconscious reprogramming now that we know what we need to reprogram. And after that, we move deeper into manifestation. I call it the art of deliberate creation, really taking those soul aligned manifestations and seeing exactly what you need to do to unblock yourself, to take inspired action, to see what has held you back and how to move through it for those things that you desire. So this is a full process. As I said, it's eight weeks long. I'm getting a guest speaker to come in and do a beautiful inner child healing ceremony. It's going to be such a powerful journey. I highly recommend coming into this if you feel the tingles, if you feel the nudges. Um, And so registration opens, I believe it's January 19th, but if you hop on the wait list, there's still a little bit of time to get on the wait list. You will get a special code to get over $500 off the registration price. So if you're listening to this and you even think you might want to join, hop on the wait list so that you can have that opportunity to get $500 off the full price of the program. Of course, there are payment plans, all the things. It's really, really exciting. I've done two rounds of Activated previously, and it has just been so powerful. Such deep transformation, such deep, deep healing, epiphanies, tools to go forward. You will not be the same after this program in a really good way. (laughs) You are going to be more in touch with who you truly are and really understand what's in your way and what to do to clear it. So this program is really everything. It is transformation in a bottle. And I'm so excited to go through the third round of Activated, especially with everything that I've learned and I've moved through in the last few months. This is going to be the most powerful round yet. And I am so excited. So check the link below for either Manifest Now or Activated. Okay, now we're going to dive into today's episode. Becoming who you've always been. This is so powerful because I want you to remember that as I was just saying, as I'm going through Activated, at one point, most of us, probably 99% of us, or I don't know exactly, were born free. So it doesn't mean we were born in perfect circumstances or even good circumstances, but when you're born, when you're a baby, when you're a toddler, there's this freedom that comes. So if anyone has kids or has been around kids, you see the kids running naked through the sprinkler, putting on a dance party, not really having any insecurities. They want to be front and center. They want everybody to look at them. They, like I said, have no problem walking around in their underwear. They don't have the body shame. They don't have the limiting beliefs. If you're like, what do you want to be? And they're like, oh, I want to be an astronaut or um, a teacher or a doctor or this or that. They're limitless. Whereas now if I asked an adult, what do you want to be? The first thing would be like, well, I wanted to do this, but I think it's too late for me and I don't know if I can. And that's because as we get to be adults, our light gets squished. (laughs) So originally you were a free spirit. You were a little kid without a care in the world, even if maybe you had quite traumatic circumstances and you were forced to grow up early. There was generally still a time when you were first born, when you were a blank slate, when you thought farts were hilarious, when you danced around, played dress up, went to the grocery store in like Halloween costumes, and you just didn't care. You didn't care if you had jam on your face. You didn't care if you were singing properly. You just didn't care because you were a free-spirited child. And I know for me personally, I was brought up with two hippies. 
I was a free-spirited child. I was outside. I was basically an only child. It's a long story. I was playing in trees. I was, you know, creative. I was singing. I was doing all these things and I had no cares. Yes, my life at home wasn't always perfect. Yes, me and my mom had some issues and blah, blah, blah. But for a while, I was this free child and that's who I really am deep down. So when we start to do inner child work, we can ask like, who were you as a child and what were you like? What did you like to do? Right. And those give us clues to who we truly are deep down under the stuff that we've learned. So what happened, right? What happened to that part of us? Well, it's exactly like I'm saying we learn things and those things they create new neural pathways that then get looped. So for example, I was bullied as I've shared many times on the show. I was bullied the first time I believe I was eight, might've been seven and I was bullied for being fat. So up until that moment, I was swimming at the lake with my friends. I was like, I just didn't care. Like I didn't even know really what fat was or have my own body insecurities until I was called that. And there was this moment where like my life, it's like I was crushed and everything changed from that moment. First of all, I identified as fat. Also, if I'm this way, if I'm me, I am not enough. People are going to laugh at me. People are going to make fun of me, AKA abandon me, you know, withdraw their love from me. So I basically learned in a moment at a drinking fountain. I learned that I am not enough and who I am is not enough. And that cascaded into years and years of being very insecure with my body as a kid, not wanting to swim in a bathing suit, wanting to put a t-shirt on, wanting to cover up with a towel. Even when I was really young, I've shared before, you know, it's a little bit traumatic to listen to. So just listen lightly. I remember asking my mom if I cut the fat off my stomach, like with scissors, I was like maybe eight if it would grow back. And she was like horrified, like you could kill yourself. You could bleed. You could go to the hospital. Like you can't do that. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. But would it grow back? Because I realized like I need to lose weight when I was a kid. And then I was bullied again as a teenager and this time really bad. The police were involved. This girl was threatening to kill me. It was a really big deal and it was all around being fat. So it solidified this belief that I am gross. I am not enough. And it really did a number on me. So that cascaded into like um, ballooning up in weight in high school because I was eating my emotions basically. And then feeling so much disgust and shame with myself as I got into my highest weight that I started dieting. And the dieting led to 10 plus years of an eating disorder. And in that eating disorder, there was also drugs to not drink or not to not eat. There was alcohol because I couldn't handle being in my head, full blown addictions in so many ways. The eating disorder went from over exercising and restricting and obsessively counting calories and fasting and cleansing towards at the, or into at toward the end of the eating disorder, it was bulimia because I just was in so much pain inside. I couldn't not eat anymore, but I couldn't sit with that food in me. It was just, and it was all because I was bullied. And this is what happens. So what happened to that inner child? What happened to that part of us? They got fucked up. And sometimes it's through bullying, like I explained. Sometimes it's through parents, the things they say, the things that they did. 
could have been a father or a mother leaving or parents getting divorced and you internalized it as your fault. It could have been the fact that you were poor and you were, as you grew up, and I was also poor. I remember being like the poorest kid in my family or in my um, like class and stuff. My mom was on welfare for a little bit and that was really like, I'm poor, I'm not good enough. I saw my other friends that like looked like they had money and, you know, we have all of these things. And working with so many clients over the years, I unfortunately see a lot of abuse, a lot of neglect, a lot of um, abandonment. And it could be as simple as something like you put your hand in class and said the wrong answer and everybody laughed at you and you learned to be shy. You learned to not speak up. Or it could be like our capital T traumas, our sort of worst case abuse. You know, it could be anything. It can be something that seems small that you held on to. Or it could be something really big that is very obvious what happened. Either way, there was a moment in time where your brain created a new thought that created a new belief that has been looping ever since. So for me, it was I'm fat or my body is not enough. Who I am is not enough. Um, And then it loops and loops and loops and loops and loops until we do the inner healing. And everything we do, we're wondering why we don't feel good enough and why we feel unworthy, why we put up with less than what we're worthy of and you know why we settle for things or why we sabotage or why we need to continuously drink or numb or whatever else. It's because there are these looping patterns deep down. So That isn't the fullness of this episode. I do have other episodes on this. There's one that's not too many episodes ago and it's called Healing to Manifest and Why You Can't Bypass It. I have one called Inner Child Healing. You can kind of just go back and look or come into Activated with me. I can take you through the process that I have used to heal my inner child so that I can become a clear channel to manifest. But really, Who you really were was that free spirit underneath, the creative, the singing at the top of her lungs, the coloring, the like laying on the grass and looking up at the clouds and being content with life. And then something happened that ripped the safety out from under you, created new pathways. I am unsafe. My body isn't enough. I am poor. I am unworthy. I am gross. I am not worthy of love. If I was more lovable, my parent would have stuck around or my mom wouldn't have had to drink or whatever else, right? And I say this with so much compassion and love. I know you can hear it in my voice. Well, my voice, I don't know if you can hear anything in my voice, but I say this with compassion because I've also had my time as you've, as you've heard and had the things that have happened to me. And this is just a sliver of the things that have happened, but those are some key traumas that changed me forever. So what I want to share here is that the universe, the way I see it, God source is always trying to bring you back into a place of wholeness, into a place of who you truly are, guiding you to come home, guiding you to heal what you are not, guiding you to move into this place, which isn't you becoming anything new. It's becoming who you truly are. So in my quantum manifestation work, of course, I talk about this inactivated, but there's, I talk about the her work, which is the awakening her podcast and her is that version of you that has already manifested the life. But 
Also, it's that version of you that is free, that is most self-expressed. If I said to close your eyes and go to a beach and pull up in your mind's eye your highest self, your best self, your most free and expressed self, that vision you see in your mind's eye, the way that she or he looks, the way that they move around, the way that they speak, the way that they hold themselves, their posture, their body, their energy what they spend their money on, the people they surround themselves with, what they do with their spare time. All of these things are actually who you truly are. And that was a big disconnect for me because I thought that I I always pictured myself in that version and I almost thought she was perfect. And it's kind of like, when I get my shit together, I'll be that person. But I actually want to flip that script and go, that's who you already are. And backing off the last episode where I talked about the desires you have in your mind, the desires you have for your life are meant for you. Same with that vision of your highest self, whether she's doing yoga all day or she's a badass CEO doing all the things. She's a mom of five. She's a mom of none. She's traveling the world, whatever it is. That is actually who you truly are under the things that you've learned, under the the programming that you can't do it, that you're unworthy of it, that you can't possibly have that life, that you can't possibly turn it all around. It's too late for that. Or you're too young to be a mentor. No one's going to listen to you. Or you're too old to change your life. Or you're too, you know passionless to find a passion. Like we have so many narratives going on inside that block us from being that fully expressed version of us. But that version you see, what we would call your best self or whatever else, that is you. That is the real you. So the universe is nudging you, is pulling you back And as you start to break down the things that you are not, I'm going to go through a little bit the process of breaking down what we are not and rebirthing into who we truly are. So in this process, this is also what it, like how it works to break down old habits or old beliefs or break down, you know, what's blocking you with money or anything else, whether it's you fully full body 360 transformation, or it's you wanting to bring in something new, wanting to break down something old so that you can welcome in something new. There is a process of this, and I'm going to do a whole other episode in depth about this process, but the beginning is the initiation. And I feel like you're already in that, or you've already been going through that. And this is where we get those nudges, those pulls, those whispers that something needs to change. And as you're becoming who you've always been and becoming your most true magnetic self, there is a time when you start being nudged towards higher ground. You're maybe doing things. Like when I was in my eating disorder, I was just trucking along forever, like a decade, focused on the eating disorder, focused on calories, focused on weight, until I started getting these nudges of like, there's more for you. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to do this the rest of your life? Is this really the answer to health? Something isn't working here. And I started getting nudges and this is the initiation phase. In this phase, we also can experience hardcore resistance. 
blocks, looping patterns that just feel like they fucking suck. And this is because the universe is asking you to look at these things. We could also get on the flip side, um, wisdom pouring through. Like when I was in my initiation out of my eating disorder, I've shared about this on the podcast, but I had a moment where I broke down. My intuition came through and said, learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place, which is so trippy how much that has to do with the work I do now. But that was a whisper from the universe that I couldn't even fathom at the time. I was like, learn to love myself and the rest will fall into place. Like I'm going from dieting and shaming and hating myself into like, I'm just supposed to like love myself. Right. But it was the initiation. It was the beginning phase where you're getting whispers. Also in the initiation, we start knowing shit's about to change. And this is the place where we don't want to ignore the whispers. We don't want to ignore the wisdom or discount the whispers that we that come into our life. We want to start to see these uncomfortable patterns and go, what could this be showing me? Is this asking me to value myself more? Is this asking me to put up boundaries? Is this asking me to heal that trauma that I've been avoiding or, you know, whatever it is, maybe even you're in a job and you want to start a business and you start getting these nudges and these whispers. And then in your job, it's getting more and more frustrating, the people or the pay or whatever. It's the time to honor the whisper and go, okay. So if you feel like you're in the initiation, a beautiful prayer that I like to do is universe. Okay. I'm starting to get the nudges. You can talk to whoever you want, God, source, universe, angels, loved ones, higher self, whatever you want. And I say, I'm starting to see these whispers. I am open to receive and even add in willing. That's a beautiful one to the universe. I am open and willing to receive what you're trying to show me. So really paying attention to those whispers as we start the process. And this is also the place where, to use the metaphor of the butterfly, which I love to use, this is the place where the caterpillar, I don't know this, but I would, I would think it doesn't consciously know that it's going to turn into a butterfly. It may not consciously know, yo, I'm about to go on a big journey where I'm going to go into a cocoon and I'm going to come out a winged creature, right? But it has the pulls. It has the instinct to probably start eating more as it sort of, you know, stocks up for whatever's going to happen. And then one at one day, whatever source decides it's beautiful the way it happens, it starts building a cocoon. Does it even know at that point that that cocoon is about to become its home and it's going to break down and it's going to transform? I don't know if it does, but that is the initiation where we start to get those whispers. We start to get that feeling change is coming. This I met like for me and my eating disorder, a big theme was I'm meant for more than this. That's what I kept hearing inside. You're meant for more than this, Talia. It's not that I'm meant for millions of dollars. It means I'm meant to not live in suffering. That's what I meant by that in my mind. So the beginning is the initiation. And after that, we start entering what I love to call the goo phase. And I'm going to be talking about this a lot. I know you guys love the goo phase. There's an episode I'll link up below called the goo phase. That is one of the most popular episodes because it's just amazing. So the beginning of the goo phase is the breakdown. It's the breakdown and the break open. So this is where we start to break down. In our life, sometimes shit hits the fan. Sometimes we are faced with our shame, our guilt. We can feel sad. We can feel heavy. We can be massively triggered because we're being asked to look at things differently. It's right in our face. We're going, what is happening is not working. And we start to 
break down everything that we've been. So I remember one time when I was in a goo phase a couple of years ago with money, I was just so sick of struggling with money and it was like, what the hell's going on and blah, blah, blah. And I took this money course and I was at the end of it and I looked at my bank account one day and there was like dollars. And I remember just bawling, being like, what the hell? I was filled with shame. I was filled with guilt. I was heavy. I was just so fucking over it. But what that caused me to do, and I talk a lot about breakdowns to breakthroughs on this on this podcast, what it was forcing me to do or asking me to do was to really look at what I was doing. And I noticed through that looking, because I was so freaking desperate, but I also know the way this works. I'm like, fine. I was spending so much time in lack. I was spending so much time focusing on what I didn't have the money I didn't have. And I also wasn't valuing myself, which comes into abundance. So I had to have a breakdown. When I had my eating disorder, my breakdown was literally sobbing on the floor going, I cannot go on like this. The crack is where the light gets in. The breakdown causes a break open so that source can show you something different. So sometimes maybe if you're looking for a partner and you're like dating and you know, you're feeling you've gone through this initiation and now you're in the goo phase, you could start dating jerk after jerk, or you meet somebody and it seems to be going fine. And then the rug gets pulled out from under you. And this is where most people go, what the hell manifestation isn't working, but maybe in that situation, you're being asked to love yourself more deeply or honor yourself. Maybe you've been ignoring your intuition about this person just wanting to find someone, just wanting to overlook it. And the universe is breaking it down to go, do not, you know, you, you were now hurt, but you had those nudges. So the breakdown is the hurt. The breakdown is the pain, but it's actually showing you, you, you could have been listening to your intuition. You've had those nudges all the way along, right? And maybe a big theme coming up for you in this situation is to listen to your inner truth. You're on a journey of listening to your inner truth. So when you don't, it will cause a breakdown. And all of us in the transformation journey are faced with our own breakdowns. I believe that nobody, me or Gabby Bernstein or whoever expert manifestors, they're not just like, oh, struggle? Okay, rise to it. No problem. Okay, see this? No problem. They don't avoid pain. There's no avoiding the pain, but we do get better at seeing the breakdown, at getting to know this phase so that we know that it's not that we're broken. It's not that we're doomed. It's not that we're messed up. It's that the universe is trying to crack us open. So in this beginning of the goo phase, it's a breakdown. We can lose our jobs. We can, relationships can crumble. Friendships can crumble away, or you can be called to move away from certain friend groups. It's breaking down everything that you've been. It's not easy, but it's part of the transformation. It's part of the cycle. So the next phase, it's also in the goo phase, is the unbecoming and the shedding. So this is where we do come face to face with what is not working. This is where we hopefully become willing to shift. This is where we start to let the fuck go because we go, okay, I don't know what I've been doing hasn't been working. Or say with the money, like there was nothing else I could have done. I was trying really hard and so frustrated. I was taking courses and I was doing mantras and I I was so frustrated. But finally I surrendered and I was like, you know what? I can't, I don't know what's going on. Show me. 
And that is that unbecoming. That is that shedding. It's breaking free. The caterpillar, the caterpillar starts unbecoming what it's been. And the reason I call this the goo phase is because in, there's a whole episode about this, as I mentioned, but in the goo phase, or sorry, in the transformation of the caterpillar, it goes into the cocoon, completely breaks down, right? The breakdown as we're talking about and unbecomes everything it's been. At one point in the transformation, it is goo sitting in a cocoon. There's no digestive system. There's no nervous system. There's no heartbeat. There's no anything. It is a pile of goo. And then when the time is right, it starts building itself up cell by cell. And this time it's a butterfly. Is that not incredible? So as we go into our own unbecoming, we become face to face with what's not working. This is where we go into healing, inner child healing. We stop, we, we see the lessons such as stop abandoning yourself. Surrender, acceptance, forgiving ourselves, compassion. This is where we may feel the call to make space, to use the law of subtraction, to clear out, to declutter our house, to declutter our email inbox, to declutter our friends, our Facebook. It's releasing people, places, things that are not coming with us, that are not serving us. It's the unbecoming. It's the shedding of what you were. So literally... In that shedding, it can be painful, but it is a breaking down of old beliefs, shedding them as like, that's why I say it's healing, it's accepting, it's forgiving. So if we go into surrender, what we're doing is we're shedding the need to control. If we go into inner child healing, we're shedding the I'm unworthy belief. So this is the unbecoming. This is the shedding where we're literally releasing everything that we were that is no longer serving us. And it's, I, I think it's a bit easier, this phase, than the breakdown. I think the breakdown is the hardest because often there are shame cycles, there are rock bottoms, there are deep struggles. It's that painful time. But the quicker we go, okay, universe, I surrender, I open up, we start to shift into the unbecoming and into the shedding. And that's when we're really called to get rid of things, get rid of what isn't, what isn't serving us, whether getting rid of is habits, beliefs, vices, the internet, <laughs> taking breaks from our phones, taking breaks from our social gatherings. It's that time in the unbecoming and in the shedding where you need that space because as you move on, the next phase is the rebirth. And this is where we get our wings this is where we start stepping into what we've always been. Because that caterpillar, it wasn't always a butterfly, but it always had the destiny within it to be the butterfly. It always had every single cell and all the energy that was needed to become the butterfly. I think of a big tree on, the, on Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada where I am. We have huge cedar trees that are like hundreds and hundreds of years old. At one time, it was just a seed that fell to the ground, that fertilized. But within that seed, it had everything inside of it, all of the intelligence to become a 500-year-old cedar tree. So within that seed always was the cedar tree. And this is where you become what you've always been. You've become what your blueprint always was. And this is where we get our wings. This is where we have embodiment of the lessons we've learned. So say in the unbecoming, 
So let's go back. Say in the breakdown with the money, I had a rock bottom shame cycle, frustrated as hell. I realized I was operating in lack and the universe cracked me open to show me that I am worthy, that life isn't lack. Life is actually abundance. And I started understanding that on a deeper level. I started releasing every time lack thoughts would come up, every time stress around money, I started unbecoming, unbecoming, shedding those things because it was teaching me that I am abundance, that I am worthy. So in the rebirth, we start to embody the new lessons that we've learned, the new insights. This is where we get massive clarity. We go, whoa, this makes sense. This is where we start to get forward momentum. We start to get insight. We start to feel more peace. And this is also where we manifest, where our manifestations come to fruition. It doesn't mean you can't manifest anything unless you're in the rebirth, because we can always manifest some things. But we're talking about becoming who you've always been. We're talking about massive transformation, whether that massive transformation is in your finances, in sort of success, in your body, or in your entire life. This is where you get to fly. This is where you get a whole new perspective on life, just like the butterfly has a completely different perspective on life than the caterpillar did. And this is where especially after the inner child healing from the unbecoming and the shedding. As you heal, you start to reconcile and activate that inner child again. So for me in my rebirth, I'm dancing in the rain. I might've done that just yesterday. I'm coloring more. I'm singing more. I'm dancing at dance parties. I'm allowing myself to just cry, to have a little tantrum, to feel what I feel. So in this rebirth, it's coming back to who I've always been. It's wanting to climb trees. It's believing that the world is unlimited and I can do anything. It's becoming my own cheerleader, believing in myself, being having an active imagination and creativity, right? This is all in the rebirth. But the rebirth can't happen without the breaking down, without the shedding. But this is where we truly start to tap into who we've always been, which is magnetic, which has clarity, which is naturally in forward momentum which gets to fly and soar and feel confident and naturally be magnetic. So becoming who you've always been, remembering that, as I've said many times before in other episodes, manifestation and healing and transformation is not about becoming something different. It's about becoming who you've always been. Manifestation isn't about becoming someone different. It's dissolving what you are not. And that dissolving isn't easy. That dissolving, as you see in the phases, isn't all roses. Sometimes we get a spiritual flu, as I may or may not have just had. Um, sometimes we have bouts of needing to go in and shut out the world. Sometimes there's a lot of tears. Most of the time, there's a lot of tears Sometimes there's really big emotion that come up, but it's all for the better good. It's all for your higher good of allowing these things to come up and come out so that they can be released. So if this is resonating with you and you don't 
find it in the cards to take activated because I do take you through this process and activate it, of course. But if you don't want to do that and you're just listening and you want to, you know, implement this at home, I would really ask yourself, what phase do I feel like I'm in? Is it the initiation into something bigger with those nudges and the pulls and you're seeing the resistance? There's some frustrating patterns. A lot of times you're unclear on what's frustrating, but you know shit's about to change. You know you're meant for more. This is the time to not ignore the whisper, to open up to the universe and say, I'm open to my next level. I also really think that in this initiation, it's the time to start getting your support system because you're going to need it. So whether it's a mentor that understands this stuff or it's your bestie, or it's somebody that's also on the healing journey, just knowing that it's really important to have people to see you and lift you up and see you as who you truly are. But if you're in this initiation phase, just saying to yourself, I will pay attention to the whispers. I will pay attention to, instead of just feeling stuck, I'm willing to see what isn't working. I'm willing to see what the universe is trying to guide me toward. And if you're in the next phase, which is the breakdown, where there's deep struggles, there's rock bottoms, there's shame, there's guilt, um, the biggest thing to do here is breathe through it. You are facing your shadow. It can feel very dense. This is the most dense part of the process. We feel dazed, we feel confused, we feel triggered, we feel sad, we feel heavy. Just remember that you are literally breaking down the things you have been carrying. You've been carrying the shadow, you've been carrying the heaviness, you've been carrying the sadness, you've been carrying the shame. And it's coming up. The biggest thing sort of to do is to try to be present with your emotions. Try to just move through. If you need to cry, let yourself cry. If you need to express rage and anger, punch in a pillow, scream when you're alone or go out into the forest and run it off or just not to bypass it, but to actually be present with it. This is hard. This is hard to not numb. It's hard to not avoid, but just do your best. They never ask you for perfection. But if you're in the breakdown and in the break open, ask yourself these questions. What is this breaking me open to? And for me, that break open was a whole lot of surrender. So saying, fine, I'm in a breakdown. I surrender to you. I surrender source, God, universe. Show me what I need. And starting to abandon in some ways what you think you've known. If you tell yourself you're fucked up or you're too weak or you lack willpower or you're not strong enough or you're never going to do it, those are the things that need to break down to break you open, to crack you open to the light. And if you're in the unbecoming or in the shedding, this is all about the law of subtraction. I have a training for the law of subtraction in the activated pre-work that you get access to um, a week before the course actually starts. And the law of subtraction is all about making space. So if you're in the unbecoming, this is a place to settle in to stillness, to spend time on your own, to spend time in forgiving, in acceptance, um, in deeper healing for sure, making space, decluttering, all those things I was talking about, and really looking at blessing and releasing the people, places, and things that don't serve you. And sometimes we don't have to release full people. Um, like I have a client who's gone through a lot of shifts in her friend circle dynamic. And instead of having to release all the friends, she recognized that 
it's not her responsibility to take on the drama of the group or to try to make sure, like to kind of be the middleman and take on that stress. Or she doesn't need to override her boundaries to just to be part of the friend group, right? So sometimes it's a shedding of not no longer playing small, no longer putting your needs last to try to make other people comfortable. And sometimes it is people and sometimes it's places and situations. You're like, this is not working. I have a client that, you know, a couple of clients actually that have just moved that are like that old place was dark, weird energy. I had to let it go. I didn't want to let it go because it was cheap rent or it was this or it was that, but I had to. And this is the place where we unbecome, we shed, we really look around and go, what is coming with me in this next chapter of the light? What is coming with me? So this is a deep journey as well of inner child healing, of surrender, of compassion, of forgiving yourself, of decluttering, of making space, drinking lots of water, moving your body, shedding what isn't working. And then the last part is the rebirth. And if you're in that, this is all about embodying the lessons you've learned. So if this last year, if these last six months have been all about teaching you self-love or teaching you to be brave or teaching you to have boundaries, this is the time to practice it and fully start embodying these new lessons, realizing the insights you have, writing down the clarity you get, that forward momentum, really taking inspired action when it feels right. Although inspired action is less of an important part than we think, but it is important and, and you know, nonetheless. So if you're in a rebirth and you feel like you just got your wings and you're fucking ready to soar, it's the time to pay attention to what you feel led to do, to be brave, to be courageous, to be vulnerable, to embody the lessons that you have just learned. So in that example with my money stuff, when I was in the rebirth, I started making more money, but it was also a huge, it wasn't just like I made more money and that was it. It's like, no, no, the rebirth asks you to embody. So when I would get more money, I would still have the same old beliefs trying to creep up about like, oh my God, when am I going to get more? Money's so easy to spend, blah, 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 hard to make. And I'd be like, no, I've learned a lot. This has been deconstructed. I've been through the goo phase and back. I'm ready to embody faith, trust, and the feeling of worthiness within myself. So the rebirth is asking you to take this clarity, take these new insights and embody it. And this is where you'll truly start to see these manifestations come forward. So in wrapping up, you are already enough. You are already whole enough, worthy enough, beautiful enough, smart enough, creative enough, funny enough, awesome enough to manifest everything that you want. But the question is, why don't you believe that? Why don't you know that to be true? And it may be time to go through your own transformation, your own death and rebirth of these things that are holding you back. Because underneath it is a magnetic, beautiful, talented, passionate human with good in her heart and source in her soul and wisdom and intuition and beautiful words to share with the world. And you just are worthy. You are worthy because you're here, because source made you, because you were made in the likeliness of God, right? You are worthy already. 
There's nothing more you need to do to gain worthiness. It's not going to come from making more money or losing weight or anything else. You are already that person. It's just time to dismantle the reasons that you're not, the reasons you think you're not that person. And just to share something I shared in the previous episodes that's been so powerful that you can kind of, you know, go through all of this and like one thing you can do is continue to ask yourself every day, what is the most loving thing I could do for myself today? Or what is the most authentic self thing I could, sorry, what is the most authentic thing I could do for myself? What is my soul calling for? These types of questions will lead you back to who you've always been. And then make your inner child happy as you go along. What does your inner child want to do? Do they want to dance in the rain like I did yesterday? Do they want to finger paint? Do they want to sing at the top of their lungs in their car? Do they want to be creative? Do they want to dance around? Do they want to go out in the forest and hop and skip and jump? Do you want to sleep with a teddy bear? (laughs) Like, what does your inner child want to do? Does it want to eat spaghetti? Does it want to, you know, just be free? Be a kid, be self-expressed, wear flowy dresses and climb trees and not give a fuck. So as you go on this journey, nurturing that inner child will always bring you back to who you truly are. So in addition to that question, what's the most loving thing I could do for myself? What is the most authentic thing I could do for myself? You can also say, what is my inner child asking for? What does she want to do today? What do they want to do today? And see where that leads you. I mean every fucking word in this podcast, my love. You are more there than you realize. You are more special than you've been led to know. You are more magnetic. You are more whole. You are more complete. Even if you have a laundry list of things that you feel you've done wrong or do wrong or the reasons you're messed up, those are all the beliefs. The re- you have the list of the ways that you're not good enough. Those are the shitty beliefs because they're not true. We all have issues. We all have frustration and anger and jealousy and this and that and whatever. It's the belief that we are not good enough that is the problem. It's the belief that experiencing these things are wrong. It's the shame that gets put on top of these beliefs. That's the part we need to untangle. So I hope that this has touched you. I hope that this has impacted you. Thank you for listening through this raspy episode And I look forward to supporting you in the future. I hope to see you in Activated. It is such a powerful program. It's unlike anything I've ever created. It was all intuitively created and so very powerful. So I can't wait to take you through that if it calls you. Otherwise, my love, I will see you in the next episode. Love you lots. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And before we go, I want to ask you a question. Have you grabbed your copy yet of Manifest This Shit? (laughs) Manifest This Shit is a law of attraction, coloring and activity book available on Amazon. And I am so excited about it. It is packed with beautiful, inspiring coloring pages, manifestation practices, tools, places to make notes and lists and write down your intuitive hits. There's so many beautiful pages in there. It's the perfect addition to your daily practice. So whether you use it to pass time instead of being on your phone, or you use it as a creative ritual, this book has pages for everybody. I know you're going to love it. So grab Manifest This Shit on Amazon. The link is below in the show notes.